If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. on something we were saying um uh, so there the, the 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 big electric company in California a lot of the employees that are driving around in their vehicles that say PG&E on them are uh, are getting some harassment one guy got shot at apparently allegedly yeah allegedly but you some know some violence alleged I've other, heard about know. stuff thrown at him yelled at flipped off a lot that's I'm I'm guessing that's pretty common getting oh, yeah. flipped off yeah. and that's uncool because um, the employees have nothing to do with it. But it's a perfectly normal response. It's a yeah. perfectly normal response. You cut off my electricity at my house for three days. There's no good reason this had to happen. I'm angry. That's right. a perfectly normal response. I-, I would say to the frontline people, number one, don't, for God's sake, no violence. No, no. The middle finger, I don't mind that much. PG&E frontline people. Yeah, take that you middle finger. got to push that up the chain. And and understand politically how we got here. Of course, you're not going to hear this from any of the crappy, crappy media who just, and man, we've gotten e- so many emails about this, people listening to various radio stations and news reports in which PG&E had to turn off the power because of climate change. Just these freaking idiots who have no idea how this happened. Pass that anger up the chain to PG&E and to G- Gavin Newsom. Uh, so be nice, be nice people. Although, yeah, if you get flipped off, it, they're flipping off your company and they're flipping off your company because people at the top were, were working with the state to, uh, to make as much money as possible. And, and the people at the top knew that they weren't, 
keeping the infrastructure up to speed. They right. knew that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well known. All right. Much more to come on that and, and quite a few other stories. Man, this week's just been insane in terms of the pace of the news. And, uh, and we'll bring it to you. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. While Joe Biden was negotiating for the United States, his son was a partner with the Chinese government making millions. Twitter removed an anti-Joe Biden Nickelback meme that was posted by the president. <laughs> Which is a sentence that if you had said it at any other time in history would have meant that you were in the middle of a stroke. <laughs> I'm just a poor boy, nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. He's married his life from this monstrosity. Yay, 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 yay. If that's the, sort of the consequences of, of us adhering to our values, we still feel it's critically important we adhere to those values. Damn, China gets offended by a lot of shit. They're like that one guy at work who takes everything personally. He's just like, hey man, I like your shoes. Like, oh wow, so you don't like looking at my feet? I think he's getting, as I think Senator Rubio said a couple days ago, I think he's getting the press all spun up about this. Um, so maybe there does need to be a rematch. I mean, obviously, I can beat him again. There's this whole conversation that's been coming up about electability. Focused on our campaign. Is, is America ready for that? No. <laughs> well, yes, they are. The Kurds will now align with Assad because they have nobody to count on because we abandoned them. Is that I want people to pay attention to their symptoms. Hey, while we're on Kamala Harris, can we play that new clip from Kamala Harris? This is her last night at an LGBTQ event, and it's really not as much about her as it is Andrew Cuomo, who was the uh, moderator of this thing. Is it, uh, or is it Chris Cuomo? I think it's Chris, Chris Cuomo. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Good to see you, Senator. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. How are you? Anna, thank you, guys. And my pronouns are she, her, and hers. She, her, and hers. Yeah! Mine, too. All right. All right, first question. Hilarious. Um, so he tried Please to make a joke. do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. <laughs> I don't know my Cuomo's, and I don't intend to memorize them. No, but, um, I wouldn't bother. Um, uh, so he's getting beat up pretty good for making a joke about something yeah. that is clearly very serious, the pronoun thing. That Hater, cisgender. Kamala Harris comes out and is going to really win people over. The, my pronouns are. Uh, we got this text, so I just thought it was kind of interesting. The dumbest thing, this is from the texture. Reading a text does not mean an endorsement. Right. Uh, dumbest thing with the preferred pronouns is that you never use them around the actual person. You don't ever refer to she or her when you're with them. It would only be when they're not around. So I guess others can call you on it for that person? Oh, yeah, absolutely. How does that work, exactly? Well, the only thing that matters is calling others on it. Because I never refer to you as he when I'm in the same room with you. <laughs> uh, unless you say uh, he screwed up that last segment, not me, you know, to the, the staff. It'd be group conversations, like if sure. you're taking multiple cars somewhere, you go with him, you come with me. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah you... The texture is, is just wrong and probably a hater. Probably should be hounded online and uh, doxxed. Docs, yeah, I'll give out the phone number and then you can be doxxed. Yes. Probably Super. should lose your job, certainly. Super. Um, Super. 
All right. Jack, I know what a big fan you are of the modern Sesame Street, which is abandoned uh, reading and writing and arithmetic in favor of social justice warrior material. Yeah, very disappointing to me because I loved Sesame Street as a kid when it was primarily about reading, writing, and fun, learning your letters and numbers, and then uh, way too much Spanish. My my kids didn't want to watch it anymore. You couldn't stop me from watching Sesame Street when I was a kid. I loved it. It was my favorite thing we did in school when they'd gather us around in the library and watch an episode. My kids got to where they hated it because half it was in Spanish, so they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And I've never understood the point of that because the Spanish kid doesn't get the English. It's bilingual education, Jack. Whatever. Sesame Street is now tackling the opioid crisis with there the help of Carly, a Muppet who recently revealed her mother is battling an addiction to the deadly drugs. Hi, it's me, Carly. I'm here with my friend, Celia. Both our parents have had the same problem, addiction. My mom and dad told me that addiction is a sickness. Oh, yeah, yeah, a sickness that makes a person feel like they have to take drugs or or drink alcohol to feel okay. My mom was having a hard time with addiction. Good Lord. Some society we're running. (laughs) Are you freaking kidding me? The bright green yellow-haired young Muppet in foster care was introduced in May as part of the Sesame Street Communities Initiative. How about the letter Q? Q, qua. How about that? Count. Do Q. That. My mommy's on quaaludes. Have eight. I have a plate spinner there spinning eight plates, and you got the numbers showing up. One, two, three. Three oh, you is the number count. of quarts of rum my dad drinks every <laughs> night. In, out. My dad's out of his mind on pot every night because he has addiction. Well, you you get to have a show that's about social justice warrior stuff, but why'd you have to ruin Sesame Street to do it? Couldn't you come up with a separate show, the social justice warrior show, and then see how many people watch that? But you took something beloved like Sesame Street and had to change it for some reason. What? Fantastic. Then uh, I guarantee you less kids see Sesame Street as a percentage now than used to. She then discusses her parents' recovery mechanisms, including journaling, drawing, and meditation. It feels so good to help other children who went through what I went through. I'm proud of Mom and Dad for asking for help and not using drugs and alcohol anymore. And that's fine. It's great. It's super. But uh, what about uh, the count? My kids, what's, what's the count on speed? Look, I mean, he's he's. You know what? I think he's a tweaker because he's uh, he gets so <laughs> obsessed with counting shiny shiny objects. The count is actually a delightful follow on Twitter. Oh, really? He just tweets out random numbers in, in sequence. <laughs> so I guess it's not random. But I get really excited anytime he gets to a round number because I'm a human I'm an, and I'm adult. Right. So yeah, if he gets around the, any sort of a hundred thing, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Cookie Monster's bulimic. But so we've got like some of the classic Sesame Streets. My kids are too old for it now, but the classic Sesame Streets, the, uh, the, the, the early years, they loved those. Oh, yeah. They loved the They're old timeless. ones. They hated the new ones. It wasn't because I was stomping around lecturing them about why this is bad. They came to that conclusion. I just wanted something for them to watch while I went to the bathroom. But I mean, that's all out in my interest or to try to fold some laundry or whatever when they're younger. They liked the old ones. They hated the new ones. That was a focus group of two kids. Yeah, and they already had a character that was dealing with addiction. Snuffleupagus was on something. <laughs> he he was on some downers. He's, um, yeah. <laughs> he's pretty laid back. He's <laughs> depressive. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's fine. Well, what else are they going to tackle? Like compulsive masturbation next? Is that uh, going to be uh, be the next thing? Don't look at Oscar's can because you know what he's doing. Is Oscar the Grouch still on there, or have they gotten him Zoloft? Um, I'm uh, Oscar the cheerful trash can guy now. <laughs> I feel much better. So Count Von Count is currently up to 2,564. Ah, but, ah, ah. but the really delightful thing is he doesn't go ah, ah, ah after all of them. It's only after some of them. Right. And I don't know how he chooses. For instance, 2,559. Ah, ah, ah. He had that one in a tweet. <laughs> right. The rest of them are just the numbers. <laughs> that, is, that is a good follow That's on Twitter. That's a good follow on Twitter. Um, I had another Sesame Street comment I was going to end with, but what was it? Because I liked the show, the old show they liked. I <laughs> resented the hell out of Mr. Hooper, a white man profiting in a diverse neighborhood. He also appeared to be cisgender. Yeah, he's in the classic, but uh, what's the Asian guy that runs it now? Um, and he's very good and very funny. Just just the, the topic matter, just so, so damned annoying. It's just so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> It's so transparent what you're doing, and it's just so oh, yeah. annoying. It's like, uh, the California school is trying to teach it's your five-year-old exactly. that they might be a little girl, even though they're a little boy. Think about it, though, kids. Think about it, because you don't have to be what you are. Let's talk more about that. That's oh, just insanity. And um, uh, and Elmo turned out to be a kid toucher or something, right? Well, the guy who, who I mean, Elmo himself wasn't on the show. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Bold plot point. Yeah, that would that would be out there. Yeah. I'm not even doing my funny, funny imitation on that one. It's speaking, too serious. Speaking out there, we should play you a good long clip of Trump at his big rally in Minneapolis last night. If you haven't heard it, it is uh, it is is very entertaining. I laughed, I laughed, I laughed again. I watched it like ten times and laughed every time. Uh, so if you Trump heard it, is a f-ing idiot. Oh, is boy. that Lindsey Graham? The, uh, the, plus, I want to kick Gavin Newsom some more, metaphorically speaking. Remember when Trump gave out Lindsey Graham's f- cell phone number? Yes. <laughs> He had to get a new phone. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. I don't care if Monday's blue. Tuesday's gray and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday, I'm in love. Skip forward just like a minute or so. We'll just have to pick it up mid-sentence, I guess. So we're going to play a a decent-sized chunk here of Trump at his rally last night in Minneapolis, which was raucous by Trump standards. I mean, the crowd was super into it. And nutty by Trump standards. And he spent a good chunk going after uh, uh, Joe Biden's son and Joe Biden. And, uh, And here's how it went. I've never had anything like that. I look up, the guy is already gone. Ah, we love you with the red shirts. Protester got kicked out. So now the Democrats are making a pathetic bid to save Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe Biden. (laughs) And you know what? I'd love to run against him, to be honest. Anybody like that, if you can't beat him in a debate, you got a big problem, folks. (laughs) You can't beat him in a debate, you can't be president. Because what are you going to do against President Xi and Kim Jong-un? You can't beat Sleepy Joe. But now we're going to meet with Kim Jong-un. I don't think so. But he's totally owned and totally controlled by the Washington swamp for many years. 
months after President Obama put Joe in charge of Ukraine policy, they put Joe Biden in charge of Ukraine policy. Listen to this, and the press will not write it. They say, in totally unsubstantiated charges, every time they talk about him, President Trump has said that his son walked away with a fortune. Now, you know that's a totally unsubstantiated charge. Really? It's not unsubstantiated, it's fact. Joe's son, Hunter, got thrown out of the Navy and then he became a genius on Wall Street in about two days. <laughs> By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Where's Hunter? Hey, fellas, I have an idea for a new T-shirt. I love the cops, but let's do another T-shirt. Where's Hunter? Where is he? <laughs> Here's Hunter being examined by Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd or some of these people. Hunter, uh, it's so great that you're here, sir. Um, Hunter, I know they're giving you approximately $168,000 a month. I hear they paid you a big check of $3 million. I just want to speak on behalf of NBC, who's absolutely one of the worst. I just want to tell you, Hunter, Hunter, I just want to tell you, I couldn't be happier for you and your family. And I, I know you don't know anything about energy, and I know it's an energy company, but I, I think they made a great deal, Hunter. And then they fly to China. And I'm dealing with people right now, they're tough as hell, those Chinese negotiators. And Hunter, who's not too smart, Hunter. He goes in, he has a meeting, he walks out. It is fund with 1.5 billion, with a B, 1.5 billion dollars. These aren't the same Chinese negotiators that I'm dealing with, I can tell you. These are not the same ones, but we are doing very well in that negotiation. Now think of it. Where's Hunter? Okay, get, get it. So where is Hunter? I want to see Hunter ask these questions. Hunter, you know nothing about energy. You know nothing about China. You know nothing about anything, frankly. Hunter, you're a loser. Why did you get $1.5 billion, Hunter? <laughs> Oh my God. Hunter, you're a loser. <laughs> Woof. And your father was never considered smart. He was never considered a good senator. He was only a good vice president because he understood how to kiss Barack Obama's ass. This is negative campaigning. And that was the punchline where he backs away from the podium and just takes in the love. There's never been anything like it. Oh, boy. <laughs> and nobody else can do it like that, for better or worse. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? We got another slice of Trump at his rally last night in California blackouts. Third world country problems. Fantastic. Yeah, no kidding. All the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. interesting so we played a long clip from the trump rally and i i honestly think historically speaking it's it's a standout thing 
Um, now, I've seen enough texts, and it's exactly what you'd expect. Some people find it hilarious and awesome. Some people are just horrified by it. Can't imagine how anybody would find anything awesome or hilarious about it. Right. It's just horrifying and frightening. I get that. I get, to, I get it, too. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, I, it's spectacularly undignified. I, I feel like I can just step away from it and, and just and just admire it as, wow, this is happening now. Why? Why is this? Why is this, why does the crowd react the way they do to this? What is going on? Yeah, you know what? It's funny. You said something ages ago that helped me enjoy sports more. Something to the effect of, I realized I didn't actually have an effect on the outcome. <laughs> um, I I'm that way with politics now to a large extent. I can get super angry at Trump or or super excited or happy and the rest of it and. I understand we're a talk show and a, a voter who cares ought to have an opinion, but I don't get that fired up about it. I figure it's it's these enormous waves of energy, the times we live in, the attitudes people have about their country, the attitudes people in the middle of the country have about the coasts and the political elite and the, uh, the media elite. These are enormous forces, my friends. And, and remind yourself, Trump is not the wave. Trump is riding on top of the wave. And and that wave will continue to crash on the beaches of our culture for some time. Oh, and, wow. and all the other cultures around the world. And the result? I have no idea. Nope. Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, President Trump indeed riding on the top of the wave. He lit up his rally in Minneapolis last night going after the Democrats, pumping up his achievements, the strength of the economy and the military, and along with that, the Trump improvisations. A friend of mine, very smart, brilliant guy, was with me about two weeks ago. We just got rid of the Russia hoax, and then a week later, the, the Ukraine hoax starts. I had a week of, like, I can think about everything perfect, it's so beautiful. And he said, President, I said, call me Donald, you've called me Donald for 35 years. I will. Thank you, Donald. I've lost all my friends because they're all scared to talk, you know, like, you know, honestly, I'm the president, they, they can't talk to me anymore. It's like... They're afraid. They respect the office. It's true. They say, President, I say, do me a favor, Richard. You've called me Donald for 35 years. Call me Donald, please. I want somebody to call me Donald. Rallies, and of course, truly unique. some of you, and I watched a bunch yeah. of clips over and over again yeah. and thought it was freaking fantastic and laughed out loud. Some of you, I realize, hear Hitler, Hitler, Hitler. <laughs> oh, God. So I realized that. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Well, it is Friday, and I think it's going to be a good time now for a one-word market update from Positive Sean. The markets are zooming. Zooming? Wow. They are zooming. Why? Why are they zooming? Uh, apparently, Trump said trade talks were going very mm-hmm. well, yeah. and he's meeting he somebody soon to discuss further. And yeah, he didn't say that during the rally last yep. night. Yep, yep, yep. China's top trade negotiator I, in town. I thought the uh, missile strike on a an Iranian oil tanker would get more news attention yeah. than it has. Yeah. That happened in the middle of the night. Yeah, there's no. too much going on. Unfortunately, I was up in the middle of the night, but I was up in the middle of the night and saw that. And I thought, oh, this is going to be the story of the day. No. Hardly getting any notice. Most likely result of the trade talks is Trump gets what they're calling a skinny deal, which uh, reminds me of Skinny Pete on Breaking Bad. The new Breaking Bad movie on Netflix is supposed to be great. 
now back to me. Um, and, you know, <laughs> that was a fun little trip. <laughs> healing, healing, and real entertaining over there. Come back. Well, that's why there are seatbelt yeah. laws. <laughs> um, it, but he'll he'll get a deal that'll improve trade somewhat with China. You know, before the election, and the tariffs will go away at least for a while, and then the stock market will go kerblooey and. If the Iranians did bomb their own oil tanker, like you speculate is a possibility. I, I was just thinking out loud. How disappointed would they be? What? We blew up an oil tank. An oil tanker got hit by missiles. Nobody's talking about it oh, no, because I, of freaking Trump. No, Ayatollah. <laughs> Trump said ass last night in speech. <laughs> he said Biden kiss uh, Obama's ass. Very, very funny. It's not funny. <laughs> it was funny. I think he's the new Hitler. <laughs> Meanwhile, on another note, PG&E is slowly getting power back to some of the millions of its customers in California that have had to sit through those forced blackouts. Judy and I were sitting there in the dark like some cave people. <laughs> I really like the picture of you with your minor light on your forehead from that you tweeted out yesterday. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was actually my hunting cap that has both green, like, uh, they're not infrared, obviously, but they're green night lights. Then it's got clear lights so you can do the combo. It's nice. a camo hat. What are you hunting? Judy get? had my miner's light on. What are you <laughs> hunting? The greatest game of all? I'm hunting Man. not walking into crap in my dark house <laughs> um but anyway so we're sitting there like cave people yeah. in our our garage attempting to get something done and she says to me she says i can hear the pool pump i said wait a minute that runs on what do you call it electricity i remember that <laughs> and that's when we knew we were back in the early 20th century <laughs> with electricity <laughs> in Unicornia. Oh, so liberating. Thank you, Gavin. Thank you, PG&D. Thank you. We got the Stockholm Syndrome bad. I'm just grateful when they stop beating me. Oof. Wow. You heard me. California's Which reminds me, you can't beat the new Breaking Bad movie on Netflix. (laughs) Meanwhile, California's Governor Gavin Newsom is saying the latest PG&E blackouts are a result of the power company's greed and mismanagement. We're seeing a scale and scope of something that no state in the 21st century right. experience. Right. What's happened is unacceptable, and it's happened because of neglect. Yes. Newsom going, yes. Newsom going on to add, This is respectfully, or rather, this can't be respectfully, the new normal. There you okay, go. Maybe, maybe I'm too cynical. I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, he recognizes, and PG&E recognizes, wow, people are really pissed off. Uh, more than we even thought. We we need a release valve. You, we need to do a good cop, bad cop. You need to come out and point fingers at us and yell at us and stuff right, like that. Even right. though his party, with him involved in it, have been uh, working with PG and on this for years. They were giant lobbyists, so that you would ignore us, so we cannot maintain our equipment. Everybody makes a lot of money, right? We we write enormous lobbying checks and contributions. You give us sweetheart deals, so we can take huge profits while not maintaining our infrastructure for years. Meanwhile, Gavin and Company uh, letting far left wackadoos run California's environmental policy in terms of forest management and the rest of it. It's so it's Gavin is desperate that people. People stop trying to figure out what actually happened. And so, yeah, I like your, I could completely see the higher ups in the Democratic Party of California with the higher ups at PGE saying, listen, we're going to throw you guys under the bus. 
We're going to vow that in the holy name of the people of California, we're going to take it out on your hide. We're going to let this calm down, and then we'll just keep doing business as usual, okay? Okay. It'll be interesting to see if there are any more outages like this. The big yeah. the big outages. Yeah. I wonder if that either didn't work or accomplished whatever they needed to accomplish. Well, there's that infamous law in effect, but, but not following the law is always an option sure. in the sanctuary state See, of the California. The reason I think that's yeah. so bogus, you know how many windy days we've had this summer? Sure. Sometimes they decide to turn it off, sometimes they don't. Yeah. Who's hold their, holding their feet to the fire on that? Nobody. Probably a poor metaphor, but... Yeah, it's a terrible metaphor, actually. I apologize for I would like a written apology, please. (laughs) But nobody's saying, wait a second, the wind's over 30 miles an hour today. How come you haven't turned my power off? Setting up, And we'll have windy days in the future where they may or may not turn off the power. Yeah, it depends which way the political winds blow, as it were. Setting up for the weekend, Major League Baseball playoffs in Houston. The Rays run ended. Well, one, two. Yankees, Saturday night, game one. Oh, I love it. I love the Houston team. I'm yeah, all about I do the Houston too. team. I, I should have been rooting harder for the Rays because they got the lowest payroll in baseball, right. plucky upstarts, etc. Is that the one with uh, Mr. Kate Upton on it? Is he on the Astros? Yes. Is Verlander? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Excellent. I'm rooting for them because I want as yeah. many shots of Kate Upton during the playoffs <laughs> as possible. They're a fun team. They got the little uh, the midget guy over at first base. <laughs> I come for the tradition of the great yeah. American game. Sean comes for the boobies. There you go. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I will not be issuing a denial at this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, so you got, you got your, uh, your Astros and your Yankees. Yeah. Or on the National League side, what do you got? Anybody St. Know? Louis Cardinals. And the Nationals. And the Nationals. Yeah. The yeah. Nationals. D.C. Drain the swamp! And uh, everybody that, that, that makes money was hoping for Yankees-Dodgers, of course. Two yeah. biggest media markets. You know, I've had the... Uh, go on. I'm sorry. Was there more to that thought? Um, I've had the uh, the joy of uh, attending baseball games in all sorts of different places. And I tell you this. It's not the players' fault. But in D.C., because of the nature of that city... At Nationals games, they practically have to explain to the fans how many strikes is a strikeout. I mean, it is a training wheels baseball crowd, and I hate to see them rewarded, but that's just me and my weird little resentments. Now, everybody cheer because there are two outs and two strikes. And if there's one more strike, the Nationals get to swing their baseball bats again. (laughs) Oh, yay! Yay! Clap the lobbyists. Uh, (laughs) Having grown up in Wrigley Field where people get into bitter arguments over, you know, some guy's ERA 15 years ago before the game starts. It's like, oh, please, this is sad. Cardinals fans are like that too. Um, oh, Cardinals fans are fantastic uh, sports fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. This is where I'll start watching some baseball. We're gonna finish strong. Stay tuned. I don't know how we're gonna finish strong. Do we sure. have any ideas? We haven't, we'll come up with an idea. Somebody got anybody? Anybody? <laughs> we need the, ideas on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. I understand why we 
start with the part of the song that doesn't have any words in it. I wish we could get to a hook of one of the uh, the incredibly hot Dead Flowers' third album, imaginatively titled DFers 3. Maybe if I talk about nothing in uh, particular long enough, Michael, you'll let the song play and get to the hook. Here's the pre-chorus, everybody. This goes from a predominantly major key sound to minor right here. I think that's a B minor, A, and I can't remember. Here's your hook, everybody. The hook will bring you back. <laughs> there it is. Now, make me rich, please. Actually, the if no, Led Zeppelin, if Led no, Zeppelin, rich, please. if Led Zeppelin were to happen right now, they would be working in hardware stores when they're not on tour. That is a fascinating and true statement. That a lot of that and that you know, leave out the biggest of all time. You know, like the five biggest of all time. Yeah, that's pick, good. Yeah. Pick some people in like that middle tier that ended up millionaires. Oh, oh, oh! Can we do REO Speedwagon? I don't know who it would be for anybody, but. Um, those people definitely would not have been rich. They'd no. they'd have done it until they were like in their mid thirties and then settled down and and got a regular job. Yeah. People that ended up being millionaires and never worked again, rock stars. Right. If you if you were that successful today, you'd just be you'd be working at a regular job by now. Right. Because right. you can't make money at it. There's the folks at the top of the pyramid, the Taylors, Swift, at all. There's who like four of them. Are <laughs> corporate uh, giant entities. Yeah. Um, but, but that very, very few. Yeah, super minority. I, rem- I remember hearing John Mayer say on, and this was several years ago on on uh, Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose had his uh, robe open, probably showing his, his penis to probably John Mayer. I think cute. we can assume that. Yeah. But John Mayer said selling uh, 2 million records is like selling 10 million records 10 years ago mm-hmm. in terms of success. That was several years ago. Right. Now nobody even buys a record, so it means nothing, really. <laughs> right. Um. Hey, we got this uh, text. I'd love to watch baseball playoffs, but I still don't have any power. 57 and a half hours and counting with no power. Mm. That's a long time. Is uh, it because it's windy there in Haiti? Well, this person said, I live uh, in the East Bay Hills way out. The- no, I don't. I live in downtown Napa. He screams. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why aren't we? Dra- now, this is the part of controversy. Why aren't we dragging Gavin out of the Capitol lawn and hanging him? Well, you can't say that, and we can't do that. I think that's threatening a public official. Yeah, absolutely not. We don't approve of even the uh, threat of violence, although they did drag a mayor of a Mexican town around behind a truck for a while the other day. Oof. Um, and that's awful. Uh, no, the, no. On the other hand, no, uh, I, I, I kind of get their point. I'm um, assuming looking at your text thread, and I, I know you well enough from your text thread, that that's just a an expression of this is how angry we should be. Of course. But yeah, downtown Napa, some of the most expensive land on planet Earth. And you ain't got no electricity because it's windy. I can't afford to live in Napa. Signed people who live in Tokyo. Right. And... And it's all because of government mismanagement and PG&E's crony capitalist relationship with the government of California. And nobody is reporting on that except virtually except us. And it just makes me nuts. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe I was nuts when I showed up today. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Man found masturbating in California tax building, raising security questions. Well, it raises a number of questions. Security questions? Well, evidently the California Department of Tax and Fee Administration, 
That's kind of turning me on. You just saying that's kind of turning me on. (laughs) Man, I'll bet their bathrooms are hot. That's where he was. He is in the gal's john. It's a homeless person, right? Sitting in the the stall, pleasuring himself. The man... Oh, how I wish this was a Dodgers cap. The man who is wearing a San Francisco Giants baseball hat. Mm. Typical Giants fan. There. See... I am nice to Dodgers fans sometimes, and Padres fans, and fans all over the country. <laughs> the man who was wearing a San Francisco Giants baseball hat did not work in the building, according to a follow-up email. <laughs> Wasn't clear how he got in, but the cameras showed him leaving. Yeah, probably a homeless person. Mm, He's in a public bathroom to do their wacky drug things, drug and sex things. Fantastic. Good story. Probably so. Happy tweaking, sir. Yeah. Go Giants. I don't want the show to be over, but I am ready to listen to the final thought from Armstrong and Getty. Yeah. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody to put a wrap on the hour. Michelangelo, your final thought? Uh, yeah, Donald Trump's rallies are a reminder that it's not only what you say, but how you say it. Exactly. People want to be entertained, and the 2020 politics are going to be R-rated. Oh, boy. Uh, positive Sean, our producer in a night sweatshirt. Final thought? Yeah, I'm currently on day three of rocking my night hoodie, and I remain delighted. This is the best $30 <laughs> I've spent in four years. Oh, i got to get one for my kids. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Marshall Phillips, our esteemed newsman, your final thought? Well, I've got out-of-town guests arriving this weekend, so i got to blow up the inflatable bed, clean the guest bathroom, do some vacuuming, wash the windows, or maybe just wait till they get here and ask them to do all that. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. Yes. Uh, Jack, a final thought for you. My kids, From you, at you. My kids really want to take a road trip this weekend, no place in particular, so we're just going to drive until they get tired of driving and try to find a, a, a hotel with a, an indoor heated pool. That's going to be our whole vacation. They want to do a road trip. They love the idea of like some some pop and some snacks and listening to music and driving. I love that idea. I know. It sounds fun. The Great American Road Trip. Uh, my final thought is I am within uh, two hours worth of work of being, for the first time in my life, completely organized garage guy. What? Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm going to be the garage Weird. that's open, and you look in and think, what the hell kind of guy is that? <laughs> I'm going to be that guy for the first time ever. You know, I remember when my dad became that guy, when his kids moved out of the house yes. also. I think you become that when your yes. kids move out. Yes. You should That's... reward yourself with a night hoodie. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Hey there. Good ar- uh, so many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We got all the podcasts there. Drop us an email, whatever you like. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. 
Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.